Welcome to Smashing the Plateau. We help you get unstuck so you can do what you love and get paid what you're worth consistently. I'm your host, David Schreiner-Khan. If you have one thought, one thought alone that can make the difference, it's this thought. And I quote, I got this. Today on episode 585 of Smashing the Plateau, I'm here with founding partner of Rose Snyder and Jacobs, Tony Rose. I'm going to ask Tony what sets successful consultants apart from those who struggle to make it work and much more. Stay with us to hear all the details. You can find out more about Tony along with all of our previous episodes at smashingtheplateau.com. Are you building your own business after a long career as an employed professional? Listen to our show, Going Solo, also found on our website, smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Tony Rose. Tony is a founding partner of Rose, Snyder, and Jacobs. In addition to helping entrepreneurs and high net worth families with tax minimization strategies for asset growth and protection, Tony also helps his clients more effectively grow their financial capital by enriching their human, intellectual, social, and structural capitals. Tony is the author of Five Eyes on the Fence, Protecting the Five Core Capitals of Your Business, and Say Hello to the Elephants. Through counseling and leading multidisciplinary teams of professionals, Tony has provided valuable guidance at the point where life intersects wealth. Tony, welcome back to the show. Hi, David. Tony, this is your fourth time appearing on Smashing the Plateau. At least I believe it's the fourth. Previously, we've discussed um, a whole range of issues. We've talked about business health, money, of course, success, happiness. And in addition to these podcast episodes, we have also offline had numerous discussions about personal growth and fulfillment. You're one of the best examples I know of somebody who is a lifelong learner. And we've both been in our careers for a long time. And we know that life has a way of throwing unexpected roadblocks in our way. And our ability to navigate through the transitions that follow is what's critical to our success. Yes, I, I agree with you. We have done that. Yes. And, and in addition to that, one of the transitions we discuss a lot on Smashing the Plateau is what happens when a high-achieving professional leaves an employed position after many years and starts his or her own business very commonly, if we're talking about somebody who's been a, a professional in a particular discipline for a long time, one of the common paths is to become a consultant or perhaps to become a coach, and sometimes it's a little bit of both. And I know it's as someone who has pursued a lot of personal growth and fulfillment, you have been on the receiving end of many of these kinds of services. And I'd love to talk a little bit about what you think it takes for somebody like this to be successful as a consultant or coach. I would love to do that. As you and I have discussed offline, I'm a great consumer of consultant wisdom. I believe that people who may have been in one industry uh, that go into the consulting business can actually broaden their horizon relative to the industries that they consult to, because the things that work for them in their industry often are applicable 
in, in a very similar way to people in other industries. So uh, not only have I been a consumer, I have been the accountant for many consultants who have been in an industry and gone on to do really great things in a consultancy practice. I'm thinking, for example, of one person who was the dean of a prestigious uh, business school who retired from that or went to very part-time teaching and created a consultancy for other universities, for example, about how to do development, how to structure their departments, and the best way to strategically plan for their future in those universities, and went all over the country, has had a very, very successful consulting practice, and actually made more money uh, doing this consulting practice than he did in the deanship that he had at that university. Yeah, that's a great example. So what were some of the keys to success? I think he understood what he knew and what he understood. And he knew that there was a need out there, a gap that needed to be filled, that bridge from where organizations wanted to be and where they wanted to get. And he believed that he had what uh, the consultant Dan Sullivan says is the missing structure to help people get from where they are to where they want to be. So he decided, I have value that I can bring. I'm going to offer it to these organizations. And I think he had a 100% money back guarantee. I think he said, look, if you don't get value from what I do, don't pay me. So he charged a lot of money. But how? who could resist a 100% money back guarantee? How important do you think the money back guarantee was in being able to sell his services? I think in this particular person's case, I don't know, because he had a name in the academic world uh, and was successful at what he'd done at his university. So he already had some name recognition. I believe the relationships you make while you're working in industry is one of your bridges to success, because that's where you're going to get your recommendations. Someone's going to express a need, and that relationship that you had, I call it the power of social capital, that relationship that you had says, oh, Miss Amy is got this incredible expertise. I think she can bring great value. Why don't you have a phone call? And, and it's those relationships that actually is the big capital that you have when you're starting off a consultancy practice. Right. So the first thing you mentioned is you've got to identify a need in the marketplace. Yes. And second is use your relationships to generate leads. Yes, that's right. The other thing, the other thing is, you know, in the 1930s or 40s, there were these great movies, Judy Garland and Mickey Rooney. Most People listening to this may not be old enough to know who they are or ever watched them, though they're kind of a kick to watch if you look them up on your streaming applications. And they would they would sit and they'd say, let's have a Broadway show. And then all of a sudden they'd snap their fingers and all of a sudden there'd be an orchestra and a big stage and big curtains and everyone's in costume and they had this great Broadway show. That's not exactly how it works when you want to start a business for yourself. 
uh, you don't snap your fingers and expect it all to come to you. And it's going to feel really, really hard at the beginning. But if you have one thought, one thought alone that can make the difference, it's this thought. And I quote, I got this. I got this. See, consultant that's going to business that hopes they have a business will never have a business. But if they say, I got this, they're going to display the persistence that it takes to be successful. Because you may look successful to other people once you become successful and may look like it's an overnight thing. But frankly, those consultants that are successful work damn hard. Yeah, I I always say it's way easier to be an employee than to be in your own business. And a lot of people don't realize that. Yes, and uh, you're very evocative, David, because, (laughs) because here's what happens. Great consultants make it look easy. Great consultants make it look easy, even though they're, you know, like the the proverbial duck or goose, they're paddling really hard beneath the, the ocean, beneath the lake. They are looking calm, streaming down the, you know, down the way. So this persistence and uh, no one cares whether this is hard. If you're a consultant, they don't want to know it's hard. The customers want to know what value you're bringing to them. They want to feel the value and they don't want to know how hard it is for you. Well, the other thing is if a client is stressed because of a challenge or uh, feeling a lot of anxiety because things aren't going in a particular direction, the last thing they want to do is hire a consultant who is showing signs of anxiety. They want to hire somebody <laughs> who who's calm and, and is going to calm them down because they're having a fit. So. Yeah, if you can come in and you can you can be calm, that's really important. Actually, Friday, I talked to some friends of mine who live in Dallas that were in the same mastermind together, and they wanted to know whether I was able to do their taxes. And I love this couple. They're a terrific couple, been very successful. I looked at their tax returns, and I said, I'd love to do your taxes. It, I will be more expensive than who you could get in Dallas. They said, well, if you can guarantee me that I'm going to be able to save you money, you know, more more than your extra cost, then, you know, it'd be great. Now, in that particular situation, I didn't think I got this. I looked at their taxes and they and I asked them a couple of questions and they were doing about everything that I'd recommend. So I couldn't say, look, I guarantee that I'm going to be able to get you value here. So I doubt whether I'm going to be doing this couple's taxes because I didn't got this. Mm-hmm. It's that you, you have to have that confidence. And when I started my practice, you know what? I was working for someone before I started my practice. I was just like those listening right now. I was working for someone. Now I have 60 people in my office and we go all over the country. I didn't know what or how I was going to be successful, but I believed that I was going to be able to bring value to my customers. And I said to myself, I got this. I had no idea exactly how I was going to get there, but I knew that I was going to get there. And that's the kind of confidence that you have to have if you're opening up a consultancy practice. If you've never had to either feel that level of confidence or share it, where do you start? This is a very, very good question. I think you start by being a really great employee. 
not everyone should be a consultant. Not everyone needs to be a consultant. There are some people that bring incredible value being the second to a strong player. In show business, they call that being a second banana. Uh, You can be incredibly successful and bring great value to the world, not being a consultant. You have to have, have, I hate the word have to. Stop (laughs) me from saying that, David. Okay. It would be good. It would be good if you, as an individual, sit down and say, I can bring more to the world than me sitting here as an employee and have an understanding of what that more is. You have to have kind of a mindfulness list of what value you think you can bring beyond what you can bring as an employee. And if you have that in mind and can write that down, then go ahead and become a consultant and offer yourself to the world. But you need to have, you really need to have three important assets that you bring to your consultancy. One has to do with that intellectual capital. So you have to know, actually, you need four things. You have to know what you know, number one. Number two, you have to know who you're going to bring that value to and who can help you get to that audience. That's what I call social capital. Three, you have to have a structure for delivering your value. If you sit down with someone and have a conversation, are you going to write a summary for them? Are you going to have certain forms for people to fill out? Is there a structure to the way you deliver your consultancy? Because if you don't have a structure, then you're just gabbing. But you can make a structure, a you can make your gabbing a product by creating forms and checklists and things for people to see and hold on to after their individual experience with you is finished. And fourth, you need to understand the humanness of the people that you're dealing with by understanding their values, where they want to go, what their dangers are, why they exist in the world, and where you are being asked to help get them to. So you have to have those four things. If you have those four things working for you as a consultant, you're going to start creating money. I agree. I also, in my own experience and with the people that I've worked with, I know that coming up with these four things isn't always quick. It's iterative. Yes, very much so. There's a great consultant that I work with on my communication skills. I hope I'm communicating well today, whose name is Michael Burnoff. He's in Arizona. And he has the rule of, I'll call it shite. Okay. He has the rule of shitey. And, and the rule of that says the first time you do anything, it's never good. You're only lucky if it's good. But the first time you do anything, it's terrible. So the first time you try to create a form, the first time you create the list, the first time you, you write a narrative that you want to send to a client, it's not going to be up to your standard. And you may want to put it away and look at it the next day, or you might send it out to your client because it might actually be better than what you think. But almost all of us think that the first time we do anything, we do it terrible. Uh, The next time you do it a little better. The next time after that, you do it maybe good. And then the next time after that, you might do it really excellent. So you can't be afraid to not do it because you think it's going to come out bad. That's 
the rule of shite. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very good rule. People in the content creation world talk about this all the time, that if you're not embarrassed by the first release of X, whatever it is, whether it's you're starting a blog, you're starting a podcast, you're doing a video series, whatever it is, if you're not embarrassed by your first episode or your first article, then you waited too long to get started. I think you're so right. And and I think that the smoothness of yours and my conversation from the first time you and I were on this podcast together, or you invited me on this podcast, I think it's a totally different quality. I'm actually enjoying this a lot. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Tony, what do you think are some of the mistakes that people that want to be consultants or coaches make? Well, we talked about it earlier, the, the thought that it needs to be easy. It's not going to be easy. That's number one. Number two, an initial success does not guarantee continued success. You cannot just have one successful engagement and expect it's going to hatch new engagements that will be equally successful. You need to work at the social engagement, the social capital engagement of talking to people like like you have done over the years in keeping connected with people. Third thing is you need to ask. It will never come to you. By that, I mean, if you don't ask people for connections and advice, people are not going to, you can't just set up a card table on a corner and expect with a sign that says advice wanted. (laughs) Seek it from people that you think are smart. And people will be incredibly generous if you ask. They really will be. Most people are nice. Most people are nice. And I find that when I ask, most people will take a few minutes and offer some advice. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Tony, looking back over over your own career, if um, you were going to advise someone like yourself who wants to shift from being an employee to being self-employed, primarily as a consultant or coach, what's the one thing you would you would advise? If you have a plan and you believe that plan will bring value to the world, do it. Just do it. Don't wait. <laughs> Never gets any better. No. And, and most people's regrets are for the things that they don't do, not for the things that they do. That is so true. That is so true. Tony, this has been a really, really great discussion. Very rewarding. And yes, I agree. Different than the first time we had a a discussion on this show. I'm really grateful that you have come on multiple times as a guest. And um, as someone who has been around the block many times, you have a lot of wisdom to offer. If there is something we discussed today where someone wants to go deeper, they want to access any of the resources you have related to your work, Where's the best place for them to go? Well, one one thing uh, that we're offering to people that are interested in us is to get my first book, Say Hello to the Elephants, uh, which talks about my planning process and a, and a good way to conceptualize how to get things done. And we have a special website for that called gettoniesbook.com. No apostrophe in the S, so it'd be G-E-T-T-O- T-O-N-Y-S-B-O-O-K.com. And there's a special offer. 
And if anyone wants to see what we're doing and some of my blogs and things like that, they can access it at rsjcpa.com. That is great. And uh, you certainly are a wealth of information. So I encourage anyone who's listening to go in and check this information out. Tony, I want to thank you so much for taking the time again to join us on Smashing the Plateau. It's been a great discussion. My guest today has been the founding partner of Rose Snyder and Jacobs, Tony Rose. Thank you again, Tony, for joining us. Thanks, David. It's always a pleasure being with you. When you visit the Smashing the Plateau website at smashingtheplateau.com, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned what sets successful consultants apart from those who struggle to make it work and much more. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.